This is Steve from Retroband Blog, and welcome to episode 48 of Retrosonic Podcast. And I'm pleased to welcome into the virtual studio Mr. Brett Buddy Ascot of The Chords, The Fallen Leaves, The 79ers, Speakeasy, Meat, and <laughs> many, many others. Too, yes. too, too numerous to mention. Hello, buddy. Uh, hello, Steve. Very nice to be back in your illustrious studio. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. It's amazing how I've made it look like your front room, isn't it? Just it does to make look you... very much like my front room. It's yeah, almost yeah. an exact replica. Yeah, I do that for all my guests, you know, just to make them feel comfortable, you know. So, welcome, buddy, and... Um, and the well, lovely crop of tomatoes you have as well. Yes, indeed, yeah. Yeah, I even got it down to your jungle outside. It's like a jungle out there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tomatoes. Um, well, it's nice to get back together for a catch-up. I thought we'd, we'd have a chat, because I know you've got a few things um, in your very busy diary and that we can talk about and I've been to lots of gigs as well that we can mention um, so first of all buddy tell us what, what have you been up to well we have just uh, the 79ers who as you may or may not know are consists of Simon Stemming on guitar Ian Jones on bass from Long Tall Shorty and Kip Herring from the Chords and me from the Chords and we do a selection of songs by those groups, plus some covers by The Who, Small Faces, the usual suspects. And we've finally got round to releasing a live CD, which is the only logical thing to do, because mm. we don't do new material. It is purely a nostalgia thing, so uh, it's got a limited sort of shelf life and a limited audience, I guess. But we've recorded three shows in uh, Edinburgh, and mm-hmm. Leon in Spain and Guildford. Yeah. And we've taken the best of those three shows and compiled a live album. Oh, great. Yeah, because I think quite a few people have asked if you were going to do some new material and if, if they were, you know, if you were going to record anything. So, so rather than go back and revisit some of the old songs in the studio, you've just done the live. I wouldn't live see recording. the point of that. I really yeah. wouldn't see the point. Mm. But. Um, the, the good the, the basis of the CD is the performance in Edinburgh at the Liquid Rooms last mm. October and it was the third of three nights and uh, I've got to say by when you, when you play a lot you mm. do tighten up and you do get more muscular and mm. uh, more proficient possibly so it's it's very good very good performance I, I, sonically we haven't been able to do an awful lot with it because it's just come off the soundboard Okay. So we've managed to EQ it and uh, do a bit of jiggery-pokery, but there's not a lot production-wise. But, you know, it is that old adage, it is what it is, and mm. uh, if you like those songs, I think you'll like this CD. Fantastic. And who's released the record? Is uh, it? Ed Dizzy at Detour has released it, so it's okay. available mail order. Yeah. But we've got some live shows coming up, uh, mainly Brighton at Chalk, uh, Bank Holiday Friday, which is the twenty sixth of August, okay. playing with um, the Circles, the Forty Eight Ks, and the Veras, 
and uh, it's quite an early show. It closes at ten, yeah. and then there's an after show party at a nearby venue. So uh, that would be a good place to get a copy signed. We will have mm -hmm. signed copies of it there. And we're also playing Dundee in October. It's a scooter festival. And yeah. we're also playing Port Merion oh, yeah. with the Vapors yeah. in November. Yeah. Because you did a, quite a successful mini tour with the Vapors, didn't you? Yeah. So we've got to get back in the groove yeah. for Brighton. And, um, and then we're off again. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. So we'll put links at retromanblog.com. Uh, the corresponding feature will be there. And we'll put a link to where you can order it from Detour um, I guess that's where you can get it from is it or are you, do you have another special band camp site or anywhere no we don't no we yeah. don't we just we, we did a deal with Dizzy and um, we are letting him have a, a, a free crack at it for a couple of months selling them online before we try and sell them at shows yeah. so uh, that was the deal it's, it's fine he's a fair man yeah <laughs> well I mean let's pick a track from the album um, I'll leave it to you to decide which you prefer and um well, we had limited time. When we were supporting the Vapors, we just did originals. So we just did chords, Purple Hearts, and Long Tall Shorty songs. So it should be one of those. And obviously I'm biased, so um, let's hear a chord song. Where and when the sun don't shine, where the dark sun buckles. 
Well, that sounded fantastic. That was um, the 79ers and their take on the Chords classic, Maybe Tomorrow. And that was recorded at the Edinburgh show, was it? That you were talking yeah, about? Liquid Rooms. Enormous mm. venue. Mm. Not fully populated, I could say, that yeah. evening. But uh, it was a very good night. Well, it seemed like you managed to capture the energy of the, the live shows there with the recording. So. That's what it's all about, really. Yeah. A bit of, bit of spirit. Yeah. Spirit yeah. of 79. Yeah. Well, it's great. And that's probably our favourite year, isn't it, 79? It's, it's up there. It's yeah. up there in the top one. Yeah, it's got to be up there. <laughs> Even for me. <laughs> well, I mean, talking of the chords, um, which segues nicely into my next section, is um, um, I saw the Canadian band The Gruesomes, mm. finally, who originally formed in the sort of early to mid-80s in, in Montreal, in Canada, um, and never played in the UK before until a couple never of weeks ago. Never played here before? No, no, never played over here ever before. And they played, so they played their first UK show after they sort of reforming um, a few years back. And that was courtesy of Weirdsville. So Mr. A and uh, Alex, a great crowd, as you know. I'm often a, I was very sad to miss it. Yeah, and he, well, it was a shame, actually, because they were looking forward to meeting you because I did a great interview with the guys, um, which you can hear, a Retrosonic podcast special with the Gruesomes, talking about their history, picking out some of their favourite music and influences as well. And, you know, I was expecting to talk to them about real garage classics and nuggets and 60s psych and all that, you know, the usual stuff. But um, they surprised me because we ended up talking about that era when I was a kid listening to all the different sort of stuff around in the early 80s. Um, saying I was into the sort of so many things like the 79. I said the 79 era was our, my favourite sort of period. Uh, and they said, oh, yeah, we were into the mod revival over in Montreal and we, we love the chords. And... Um, I said, oh, that's funny. I said, well, I'm a pal of Buddy Ascot. And they were Buddy Ascot, Buddy Ascot of the courts. You know Buddy. And, of course, they were made up. They were, apparently, they were huge fans, as we're going to hear now. And I think that we had that, too, and that would, that would be one of the things. Also, the prisoners for us. Bob and Jerry and I were very much into mod stuff when we were in high school. Oh, and right. we liked all the chords and the Purple Hearts and the jam and the... All that stuff. So, so we the prisoners sort of fit a bit into that category, but then they were doing something more American and psychedelic, and yeah. we got into yeah. the, we're all big prisoners fans. And the chords you mentioned, I've done podcasts with Buddy from from the yeah, course. he does the, the wow. Buddy Ascot. The yeah. drum- yeah. When I was when I was I think fifteen, I went to the UK and I was trying to find the chords album, and I couldn't find it. So later, my cousin from lived in London. He he, he mailed it to me by. Old mail, and that was the, the only copy in Canada for yeah, yeah, for sure, for and, sure. And and you know, it's it's funny that a, a lot of those old records we used to have of forty fives of the Purple Hearts and all that stuff we I got rid of over the years. And I recently purchased a massive collection of mostly mod records and got all yeah. of the ones back that I got rid of years ago. Yeah, including yeah. mods made a seventy nine with the misprint on the cover. Oh right, yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh well, that's good. Well, I'll try and get Buddy to come along to the to the show. You know, hey, and, with oh, the drummer, the, the drummer from the chords, man. Yeah, if he's oh, listening man, we, to this, I'll never hear the last of it. You know. Ah, <laughs> oh, I don't know. We love the chords. We still think. Yeah, you know how you maybe know, tomorrow one of the best records ever. Yeah, you know how he plays, right? It's just yeah. all rolls like all the time. Like he never stops rolling. It's in, yeah, it's 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 the most yeah. He's like the most dynamic out of all those uh, mod drummers. No question about it. He's great, man. But, but oh, that's 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 a nice surprise. I'm glad to hear that. Well, I tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna just sort of break with tradition. I'm gonna sneak in a little bit of maybe tomorrow, just for you and just yes. for Buddy. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, and, and that made you very happy, didn't it? That's very heartwarming to hear that, actually. And yeah. uh, it's, it's very flattering and it's very surprising, but there is something that's forgotten about that time because tribalism was really at its height, 79 to 80. There were, we'd, 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 the chords, when we were on the road, we'd meet a lot of punks and we'd say, are you coming to the show tonight? And they'd say, no, we don't, we don't dare come because of the trouble. And then there'd be skinheads waiting in ambush for the mods after the shows. But the reason we sold a lot of records was that they were bought by skinheads, punks and mods. Yeah. But the shows became more and more mod uh, attended, if you mm-hmm. like. Because when, when, when we first went on the road, it was supporting the undertones. And their audience went completely nuts for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, obviously, the sectionism, is that the right word? Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> Genres, cults and... Don't use that word. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it just became very tribal. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it was just great to chat to them and they were so enthusiastic and they even got your drumming style down to a T, didn't they? Oh, really? <laughs> that, was a nice, that was a great trip. Uh, are they going to come back? Because I'd love to well, see Well, I, I would hope so because they did go down really well and they seemed to enjoy their time here. I think they went over to Italy and did a couple of festivals oh, so they were yeah. en route um, to that and as I said, they went down so well. Um, definitely had a good time. Um, and it was nice because I know they were looking forward to meeting you at the show, but you were unfortunately overseas, so they couldn't. But you very kindly um, gave them a signed drum skin yes. and um, some drumsticks and some um, Pope Records CDs, and they're all signed. And they were really chuffed with that. And uh, obviously, you know, they've said a huge thank you to you. And um, it was really nice, you know. Um, I'll put a picture up on the blog on this feature of the. They've got great hair as well. Yeah, they've still got fantastic hair. They've got hair, still it worked. Um, I've got some great photos and I'll put one of them. uh, Are we we going to hear a Gruesome's track? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to play a track um, from their, well, their latest album when they got back together. They did a great record called Cave In. And this is going to be dedicated to Grant for his help with the podcast. And um, a great show and a great track. This is Stop It Girl. Wow. 
Well, you know, it was a great track, and you can you can probably guess what they were like live. You know, from that that was wild. The yeah, yeah, wild. Yeah, with yeah. all that hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, stop going about the hair, will you? No, no I, did, <laughs> I did have hair envy. I must admit, you know, bloody hell. But uh, oh, a fantastic track that was the Gruesomes and Stop It Girl from their Cave In album, which is great. And as I said, that's for Grant and a big hi to the guys in the Gruesomes. Fantastic. Hello, Gruesomes. Yes, thank you. Uh, they were so made up, mate. You know, I had to tell them, you know, he's nothing special. He's just a human being like the rest of us, <laughs> buddy Ascot. But he just <laughs> happens to have a podcast studio in his front room. Oh, sorry, in your front room yeah. that looks like my front room. Yeah, great. Well, that's fantastic. So, um, well done, uh, buddy. That was, uh, must have been nice to hear that compliment from all the way over in Canada. Very gratifying. So what else have you been up to then? So last weekend I was in the studio with Pat Collier um, with Speakeasy, which is uh, sort of the 79ers, but without Kip, and with Mark uh, Mark Legale on vocals, um, Mark Legale of The Risk, and many other, Mark the Crow Man, many other guises. And um, we've put four tracks down, which are going to be coming out we're going to whittle that down to two, and we'll have a single coming out on Candy Pink Vinyl. Oh. It's just as soon as we can get in the queue. Yeah. Uh, because we were talking earlier about there being a worldwide shortage of vinyl. Yes. And why is that? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's just very few record pressing plants out there, so it's bizarre. You know, it's one of those things that you imagine there would be loads of places churning out these records but it's, it's very limited so there's this is huge queues now people trying to get records pressed because the demand is, is out there and but it like, wasn't, wasn't there more demand during Covid when everyone was at home buying records whereas over the Covid a lot of it was re-releases and things like that now bands are getting back in the studio together they're recording and, and desperate to get stuff out and unfortunately like a lot of these things it's been ruined by by corporate companies with a huge record label and then, and then there's record store day and record well two record store days now two there's two now there's two so you're getting like vinyl released by you know Adele or things like that and, and it's like and sort of because independent bands and labels are, are having to sort of um, take the back seat you know which is it's a real shame you know a real shame it's like a lot of things gets corrupted you know the original idea is good but um, soon gets corrupted um, and but funny enough, I was strangely, I was over in Sweden earlier this year and I was taken on this little <laughs> detour <laughs> through the back streets of oh, yeah. outside Gotham. I'm not sure how this is going to end. Oh, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> and I ended up in this um, recording studio and a vinyl pressing plant in the middle of nowhere. It's um, Spin Road factory, it's a Spin Road vinyl. Uh, it was fantastic. So I actually got to see this coloured vinyl being made and actually it was all being made for record store days so there was like Viagra Boys new album was being made green vinyl which I'd actually ordered <laughs> for myself you know mail order and I saw it being made and I, it was absolutely fantastic you know it was um, you saw them actually like, pressing yeah, them yeah, and cutting yeah, the edges cut, yeah yeah all this and it's, it's fantastic to see the process of it yeah, you get all these bags of vinyl looks like little sweets of all vinyl and it's all moulded down together and, and yeah. it was really amazing but to see this pressing plant in the middle of nowhere in, in Outside, it wasn't even in Gothenburg, it was on the outskirts. Um, absolutely fascinating. I think that's better than the EMI factory in Hayes, which is the one yeah. that I've visited. To the guy there, who actually turned out to be an English guy, who was uh, Craig, who was sort of working, and he was telling me how the demand was, was immense, you know. So, unfortunately, you are in the back of the queue, buddy, probably, like a lot of... Well, we haven't brands, even finished you know. it yet, so... Um, 
when it does come out, it's coming out on Mark's label, which is called FAB Records. Yeah. So um, hopefully we'll talk about that in, yeah, yeah, in six yeah. months' yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, we'll uh, look forward to it. And of course, we'll give it a play in the, in the podcast, you know. If it's and, good. Yeah. Have you got any dates lined up? Are you going to sort of play? No, shows? no. Mark has now moved to Manchester, which is great because at least he's on the mainland because he was in the Channel Islands. He's, okay. a, he's a Guernsey boy. Um, so at least he's only a, a train ride away rather than a flight. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we need to finish those two tracks and then we'll start on an album, mm-hmm. which will be our fourth. Fantastic. And then you've got a, another you know, another band that you're working with. Well, um, it's not a band. Ah, right. Almost. It's a, it's a project. Um, so a, a Chords fan I know called Pete Cole contacted me a year ago and said, would I be available to do a charity show in aid of, I bet, right, I'll read this, uh, action for pulmonary fibrosis. Mm-hmm. Because a friend of his had died, tragically, very young, and um, he was a bass player in a group called Five O'Clock High and also in a group called Vox Pop. And the drummer who was going to do the, the show, they were going to do a tribute to this chap called Michael Bailey, who I've never met, but he must be a fine gentleman, I think, judging by his friends and uh, mm. the people who, who remember him. So his brother David is the main man, he's the singer, and I think the main songwriter. But there's also a great guitarist called John Rowlinson, or Rollinson. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Rollinson. And his younger son called Ben on bass, who is excellent, he's a, he's a heavy metal head, but he's a really, really good bass player. And he behaves himself at the rehearsal anyway. <laughs> um, so there was a group called Five O'Clock High in the mid-80s from Woking. And... Um, to me, they remind me a little bit of the moment, that mod revival group. They were a three-piece, and they played in Woking, and then they started coming up to London and playing. And then they just got disillusioned and split up and reformed as a group called Vox Pop in the early 90s. They're a little bit... Remind me a little bit of the Wonder Stuff. Um, peculiarly English accent with the singing, which I really like. And they don't sound like Paul Weller, they sound like they're from Woking. Yeah. They don't sound like they're from a tower block in Tower Hamlets. They just sound like, they just sound English and they sound um, as they should. And the lyrics are, well, he sent me the CD. Pete sent me the CD with the songs and I didn't really want to like them. But in the process of learning the songs for this charity show, I actually fell in love with the songs and I'd actually like to re-record some of them properly in a studio because most of them right. are just rough demos. Yeah. They released one single on Detour, funnily enough, yeah. to go full yeah. circle, um, which was a double A side called um, Pretty Impossible and Core Blimey. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said they weren't from Tower Hamlets. No, no, it's, it's, uh, it's a bloke expressing... <laughs> absolute surprise that a girl was falling in love with him it's really really <laughs> sweet lyrics it's, it's the songs are terrific I'm really really looking forward to playing them yeah, great. so this is at Woking Football Club yeah. Yeah. on the on uh, August the 13th which is not far away yeah tickets on the door it holds 200 so it won't sell out there is a train strike that day but I don't think Southwest trains are affected yeah, on that day because it has left Good. And powers for the unions. Well, so. we'll um, definitely put a link up to that, and um, 
I suppose the proceeds are going to the charity, are they? They're all going to the charity, yep. Um, support comes from the TR5s, who are another local group, and DJ Neil Barker. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, I felt like I was put upon a little bit. Yeah. But now I've, I've really got into the songs. I've, I've really wanted to do it. And um, I really like it. Could you play the Detour single? Let's play Core Blimey, just because it just sounds... <laughs> Sounds like it should be great, and it is. Okay, well, let's hear it. Let's hear Call Blimey. Oh, 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 
Oh, it's really good. Great track. Really like that. Oh, pleasantly surprised. I thought it was when he said it was called Blimey. <laughs> I thought it was going to sound like something like Chaz and Dave meets Slur or something. <laughs> Sham sixty nine. Yeah. <laughs> Hersham Cockney boys. But no, great. It's a really nice bit of that sixties influence sort of pop. It's a great. Guitar. It's a great song. Yeah, just a great song, and I think he's got a really good voice. Yeah, so um, that was Vox Pop and Called Blimey. That was the Detour record single. Yeah. And I love the last line, which I think is something along the lines of the only book I've ever read is The Dirty One Under the Bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That tells a tale. And it also dates it, doesn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pre-internet <laughs> kids, yeah. pop pickers. And the good thing is that they're all Spurs fans. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Well, from Woking. Yeah. You think yeah. they'd be Chelsea. Yeah. That's good. <clears throat> but um, no, it's great. Yeah. Oh, it sounds good. So, uh, yeah, it seems like you're looking forward to playing that. Yeah. I, I know you thought it was a bit of a chore at first, but it seems like the songs sound good. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Well, we'll put links up to the uh, where you can get tickets and obviously a link to where you can donate to the charity as well, even if you can't make it. So check retromanblog.com for more information. There will be the inevitable meat raffle as well. In fact, there's been stuff uh, donated by Nikki Weller. Paul's sister. Oh, right. I'm not sure what it is, but there's other stuff pouring in, so... um, Yeah, yeah. But we'll be coming to other charity shows later in the programme. Well, everybody, we do have... uh, I could let it slip a little bit now. We've got... special guest? Very special guest coming up, and we've got a very, very special exclusive song, which um, we're very pleased about, so... Keep listening, don't nod off. Keep listening, because you're going to miss something very special if you do. Um, But anyway, more of that later. Uh, I just... Going back, I know we've been looking at what we've been up to, we've been busy, I've been going to loads of gigs, and it's been so long since I've done a podcast, um, I haven't been chatted about my Undertones gig. I was thinking you were going to say underwear. No, no, <laughs> that's another podcast we do. <laughs> yeah, I'll put a link to that one as well. But we, yeah, of course, one of the first gigs I went to after our last podcast was to see the Undertones at the fantastic um, Electric Borum in Camden, which I hadn't been to for many years, and it hasn't changed. Is it still crawling with skinheads? No, luckily. No. No, luckily no. I hadn't changed other than that, but yeah. uh, it was a great venue. And I know you mentioned, and we've talked about this in our previous podcast, about the affinity that you and the Chords had with the undertones and yeah. how important they were. What I'm going to do now, they actually released a compilation of their first two albums that they did, or the two albums they did with Paul McLoon as a vocalist. Obviously, he took over after Fergal. And um, there was like Dig What You Need uh, is the common name of the compilation. It's a brand new record. Looks good. Out on vinyl and CD. Uh, so this was the best of their two Reformation albums. Um, Get What You Need and Dig Yourself Deep. And they've both been sort of digitally remastered and the band have got involved with the track listing and they've picked the best of both albums. And you actually realise that, you know what, they're, they're still writing bloody great music. Well, of course, yeah. You know, John and Damien do most of the writing? Yeah, I think so, pretty much, you know, but uh, absolutely fan- fantastic sort of songs still, you know, and I don't think Paul McLuhan gets enough credit for his contribution on vocals um, to, was, to the new band, you know. He's got a fine set of pipes on him. Yeah, a great singer, you know. Um, I'm going to play um, one of my favourite songs from, from this sort of second period of the undertones, and um, this is Dig Yourself Deep. Stop. 
And actually segues quite well from the last track for Fox Pop. Oh, it does, doesn't it? There's a, yeah. There's a, yeah, yeah. It's, got it's like, a kindred spirit. Yeah, classic guitar pop, isn't it? You know, and well, it's unmistakably Damien and John on guitars, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, fantastic. <laughs> well, like I said, that's a great example of, of these uh, excellent new songs. I, I really recommend people if you if you do think that they, you know they obviously they, they still play all the old classics, you know, Jimmy Jimmy and Teenage Kicks and everything, but they do put in a few of these new songs and they do sound fantastic, even alongside all the those classics, you know, and um, recommend you getting that that's from the album dig what you need the combination and it is uh, that was a track called dig yourself deep and sort of linked up to the undertones i finally got to see baby shakes the oh, new yeah. york based power pop band who, who i'm a big fan of and uh, saw them in london at the uh, pump it up power pop weekend at the lexington um, a couple of weeks ago and they were fantastic you know i was so pleased to get to see them and also get to meet them for the first time since i did a really nice uh, retrosonic podcast with them um, during lockdown, which is well worth a listen. They're huge music fans. Um, I said it was nice to see them, and it was real added bonus was that um, Damien and Billy of the Undertones were there in the crowd, and they got on stage and joined the band for a run through of Teenage Kicks. Excellent. Yeah, it was excellent. You know, and I've got a video of that. I put the retro. I bet it was blog. joyous, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. The whole thing because it's power pop. It's great fun. It's just good time rock and roll, punk rock, you know, tuneful music. It's um, And when Damon and Billy got on did Teenage Kicks, it, it was fantastic. You could hear the crowd. I didn't know about it a little bit beforehand, so, but you could see the, the, you know, the amazement in the crowd. You know, it was it was really nice to see. Uh, as I said, I've got a video of that capture for posterity at the Retroman blog um, YouTube channel, and I'll put a link to that as well. What did the drama do? Did he play tambourine? I hope he did. I hope he no, did. He, he, was, he was sort of ousted a little bit. He didn't walk the off the stage, yeah, did yeah, he? Yeah, he's sort of, yeah, it's a bit of a shame oh, for the drama, you know. He would have me off. <laughs> he would have me out. <laughs> no, but it's good. And of course, um, there is history with, between the, the two bands, the Undertones and Baby yeah. Shakes. Um, yeah. They've been fan, friends for a while. You know, Baby Shakes have supported the Undertones yeah. over in the States. And they did a single fantastic record of uh, Sweet and Sour backed by Really Really which was a B-side that Billy wrote for the Undertones yeah um, did a great record on um, well. Dimple Discs records um, so Sweet and Sour was a, a song that Damien did for his solo project with Damien O'Neill and the Monotones real glam stomping yeah track you know great record a wonderful single A and B and it was it was and, and sort of Billy and Damien played on the record 
and it was just so nice to see them together I got some lovely photos of them all together backstage at the show and um, yeah, it was just really nice to be there you know for them to see each other and chat um, and obviously get to see them play um, great experience great night of live music is what it's all about you know this unashamed joy and everyone was happy enjoying themselves what could be better nothing was it busy oh yeah packed out yeah right yeah. you know and uh, so I'm going to play um I'm going to play Baby Shake's version of Really Really and this is out thanks to the band and obviously Mauro and Simon and all the people that did the Pump It Up Power Pop Weekender uh, this one's for you lot Fantastic version of Really Really, the Undertones B-side by Baby Shakes, and that's on their Dimpled Discs single, a classic record with uh, Sweet and Sour on the other side, that's the version of Damien's solo song. And buddy, you were telling us you would have an affinity with this record. Well, uh, that is the B-side of my favourite Undertone single, which is Get Over You, mm. which we in the Fallen Leaves have, well I have, purloined a little bit oh. for the drumming. Um, and I have to tell you that this weekend I am extremely excited mm. to be going in the studio finally with Fallen Leaves to make a studio album. Ah, great news. Well, we're starting it anyway. Yeah. So yeah. The Sunday and Monday we are at Bark Studios and hopefully laying down all the backing tracks and the vocals for what will become the Fallen Leaves' fifth studio album. That's fantastic. Well, that's good news. A nice surprise as well. And um, the other surprise we have, we mentioned a special guest, uh, 
Who's that at the door? Oh, who's that? Come in. Oh, it's Mr. Rob Green, the Reverend Rob Green of the Fallen Leaves. Hello, Rob. Welcome. Hello, Steve. Good to see you after a long time. It is. Lovely to see you again. Yeah. And um, suitably attired in your cravat and uh, your cane and everything. Indeed. Um, wonderful. And great news about this, uh, the new album. So, so tell us about it. Have you any, any sort of hints or any songs that you've got? lined up or well some of them have been in the set for a while obviously with uh, covid and everything it's much delayed um so some of them some of them will be familiar to people who've seen us live and we're we're doing another version of green eyes fc which we right. previously put out as a single um and so much more begin uh, again begin again yeah so a few that people will know but mm. there's a ton of new material uh, i mean to be honest with you there's enough songs in the pipeline for a sixth studio album whether that'll ever get made who knows but we're also going to be doing a single as well oh great okay. so I think I think the way it'll work out it's not entirely finalised yet but I think the single will probably come out first yeah. on a limited edition we're currently in discussions with someone who might put it out so I better not say who it is as yet uh, and then an album both on vinyl and then probably we will self-release a CD later down the track and mm. probably put the single on the CD as well, so that everybody can get all the tracks. Yeah, that sounds good. And where are the studios that you're recording? Why don't, uh, Bark what, Studios in um, Walthamstow, mm. and it is both literally, not just figuratively, a converted garage. So <laughs> it suits us right down to the ground. And you can walk to the new Tottenham Stadium from there in about half an hour. That is oh, the yeah. downside, but never mind. <laughs> And who's is that? You've got a producer in to do it, or are you no. record, you're producing it yourself? We have an engineer. He's the bloke that. I mean, it's a one man. It's a one man band, and then it's us. So, yeah. Brian, who owns and runs Bark Studios, he does. He's basically the engineer. Brian, I've never Brian Eno. You've probably heard of him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never known what a producer is for. Yeah. I don't understand it. Now, I mean, listen. I'm, I'm not saying that everybody should do stuff the way we do it. I'm just saying the way we do it. Uh, I mean, I think maybe a producer is quite a good idea if you haven't got any ideas of your own, but I wouldn't want a producer to produce. If we can't get the sound that sounds like the fallen leaves, there's something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be, it's going to be great. And have you got any shows lined up to yeah. promote the album? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not sure about whether to promote the album because there's, uh, you probably know this, but I've been told there's a terrible shortage of uh, vinyl. So this is quite... terrible news to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, we, we just discussed this very matter. Yeah. Oh, were you? So yeah. there's a long run in, I gather. Definitely, yeah. We yeah, can... so that's out of our hands. So, yeah. Yeah. but no, we'll play whether we're promoting an album or not. We'll basically play pretty much if anybody asks us to. Yeah. So we've got... But we uh, do have a very important We have show a very about. important show coming out. I don't know if it's been mentioned already, which is a tribute to Don Crane of uh, the Downliners sect. Yeah, this is good news. This is why we... Um wanted to get together with Buddy and I'm really pleased you could join us to talk about it um, because you might have seen on Retroman blog a couple of days ago I sort of posted a link about this great um, afternoon at, the, at our favourite venue which we're just walking distance from the Half Moon in Putney um, and it's uh, Sunday the 21st of August it's an afternoon matinee show which is quite unusual but uh, yeah. you said there's a reason for that well there's a number of reasons for it but uh, and some of it's uh, just a nice bit of um serendipity because um, it's very difficult to get the half moon on a Friday or a Saturday and we're putting on the show ourselves uh, the reason it's difficult to get it on a Friday or Saturday is because it's nearly all tribute yeah. bands so make of that what you will uh, so a Sunday afternoon 
was a good option. Actually, the Half Moon suggested it. And I, I think it might actually be something that, that comes back. I get There's some people putting on afternoon shows in Brighton. Yes, that's right. You um, that, didn't you? I did, but that, yeah, I saw Baby Shakes down in Brighton yeah, on an yeah. afternoon show. Right, OK, so it's, it's become a thing. But, of course, it used to be a thing in the 60s. I think, yeah. at, the, I think, I think at the 51 Club, which was run by Ken Collier, I think, and the Downliners... I think I had a residency there playing uh, matinee shows. Yeah. And people like the Stones and everybody used to do matinee yeah. shows. Yeah. It's a really yeah. good idea. Oh, definitely. I, I definitely agree. Especially when you're getting on like me and I want to get the last train back. You know, it's, <laughs> it's great fun. I think it's, it's definitely an underused part. I mean, there's all these empty venues yeah. in afternoons. But it does interfere with my afternoon nap. That's the only problem. Oh, there you go. The <laughs> That's true. I'm sure you'll manage it. But oh, it's a fantastic idea. I said that's 21st of um, August and tribute to, to Don Crane, uh, who sadly passed away. And um, you've got the Fallen Leaves as well. Right? Yeah. And the Masonics as well. So yeah, so it's all, it's all really good friends playing. There'll be a really nice feel to it. This is all people that know each other well, all people that played together well. There's no bumping of egos or about timings or who <laughs> plays where. <laughs> um, and there's a massive raffle. And there's a raffle, and oh. it's all for charity. Uh, not a raffle, sorry, an auction. Yeah. For yeah. and it's all for Macmillan Cancer, which is what um, Don's partner Jackie, who yeah. I think will be in attendance, and Don's son. Yeah. Uh, that's what they wanted, and we're very happy to help with that. In fact, we even had a lovely message through uh, anti-social media the other day uh, from Macmillan, saying who'd obviously spotted it and uh, saying how pleased they were that we were doing it so oh, there fine. will be an auction yeah. at the moment it's not it's kind of top secret what some of the um auction lots will be but they will get revealed before yeah. before the day and you'll get the wonderful opportunity to see me operating as an auctioneer <laughs> have you got your gavel no i'm going to use a snare drum and a drumstick <laughs> you have to fight it off buddy first, he's gonna he's gonna I'm lend re- it to I'm, me i'm renting it out to him <laughs> Yeah, well, it's going to be fantastic. You know, I'm so looking forward to it, and uh, it's a great idea. And I, I've heard, I know there's going to be some very special items at the at the auction. So everybody, get down there. You're going to see three fantastic bands, and of course, you and the Masonics have shared the stage with the Downliner sect over the over the Don's years. last show in February. Yeah, yeah, yeah very sad it was. He was he, yeah. it was clear he wasn't well, but he died two weeks later. So yeah. you know, to have played the last show with him. I mean, what a trooper he was actually. Yeah. using the inhaler before he went on he, he, oh, yeah. he, he was really struggling and we put a chair on the stage for him to sit oh, right. yeah. but yeah. he still insisted on playing I mean that's, that's yeah. I, I don't think I'll be and if there, if there was anybody if there was anybody that might have the right to constantly complain that they should have been big pop stars it would be the downline of sex and they never do yeah. they just Let's get on and do they it, do it for the love of it yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know yeah well, yeah, if anyone knows the history, they, they were sort of contemporaries of the Stones and the Yardbirds and everybody. And uh, Yeah, Rod Stewart wanted to be their singer. Yeah. And uh, Steve Marriott. Steve Marriott. Yeah, and they said no. Yeah. 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 What happened to them? Just disappear yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, But it's a great thing, and, and you're organising it yourself. Yeah, um, yeah. Is, well, Rob Simmons has done 90, well, 98% of the organising, so yeah. tribute to him, because as you know, Steve, it's, it's really hard work putting yeah. on live shows. It's yeah. a thankless task, really. Yeah. But I think, I think you'll get a lot of thanks for this, I'm sure, and it, it, it's going to be a wonderful afternoon. Um, so let's, um, let's have a think about downline sets. So let's play, I know you're a fan, what would you, yeah. would you say is a quintessential downline Well, I think there's, t- well, there's several very, because the, the history of the group, if people don't know, is very, very strange because they were the contemporary, they were there playing at Eel Pie Island and Crawdaddy Club and 
all two eyes, uh, 51 club, as I mentioned, all, they were there with everybody, with the Stones, with the Who, with the Kinks. And uh, they managed to commit career suicide by recording a country album as their second album. Mm. And they had a massive hit, though, in Sweden with one of my favourite um, downliners songs, which is called Little Egypt. And the other one I really like is uh, their version of a song that was written by Lou Reed and John Cale before the Velvet Underground even existed called Smile Now. Those are my two favourite tracks. Well, let's go for Smile Now. Stay, why don't you smile now? You left at me, then you walked away. Why don't you smile now? Why don't you smile again? Smile, whoa. Why don't you smile again? Smile, whoa. Fancy talk, Cadillac car. But his love didn't get you far. Why don't you smile now? Smile now. Why don't you smile again? Smile, whoa. Why don't you smile now? Smile, whoa. Why don't you smile now? Oh, Cheap wedding dress, high heel shoes. Baby, are you? Great, that was Downliner's Sect and Why Don't You Smile Now, um, which is interesting because I didn't know about the Lou Reed and uh, John Cale connection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they were the first people to cover a Lou Reed, John Cale song in, in the UK, maybe in Europe, I think, yeah. because yeah. Uh, they were writing basically throwaway pop songs for Pickwick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great track. And that was also covered by Billy Childish in his... Um, the head coach sect combo where he was with um, Keith and Don from the Downliner sect and he got together with Bruce Brand and did a great uh, collaboration on two albums yeah um, and they did a version of that as well which is was fantastic and now we've got a really special exclusive bit of news the big reveal yes um, well we can reveal here that um, the head coach sect is actually getting back together so Billy and Bruce and Keith from Downliner Sects, and they're going to release, uh, I don't think, a, a new single later in the year. And I'm very proud to say that we've got an exclusive play of it, and this is the Head Coach Sect, unreleased, it's an exclusive. This is Baker Street Irregulars. <laughs>
that was something special. That was an exclusive play of the brand new The Headcoats Sect single, um, Baker Street Irregulars. Uh, what do you think, lads? Was it very lively, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Still got that raw, classic sort of raw sound, isn't it? Yeah, what I, one of the things I love about the Downliner Sect is that they don't, they haven't fallen into that trap of thinking that what you ought to do is progress. Progression is a, is a very overrated thing, in my opinion. You should keep on doing what you do, and you should do it really, really well. Well, and Billy Childish has certainly been doing that as He's well. He's been doing he? that for a long time, yeah. 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 It's great that they're uh, getting back together. And um, as I said, hopefully that will be out on Damage Goods Records later this year. Uh, so I'm very pleased to, to be able to play that for you now. Is that on vinyl? Do you know? I would imagine it would be on Damage Goods, yes. I think it will be on vinyl, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That will be out on vinyl. But we'll keep you informed on the release date. And thanks to Ian at uh, Damage Goods for letting us play that. And uh, it's great to... To see that Billy is still as big, big a fan as we are. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, there's a local connection. So we're the Half Moon is in Putney. And, of course, all that British R&B came out of south-west London, particularly around Richmond and Twickenham, which is just a stone's throw from here. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We were the last... I might have said this once before. The Fallen Leaves were the last people putting on proper live music in Richmond Borough. Yeah. And then the pub closed down. Um, no, actually, it's not quite true. The Eel Pie Club do put on occasional things, so yeah, to be yeah. fair to them. Um, but, you know, Richmond Borough really should be doing what Liverpool have done mm. and turned it into, you know, there's a heritage there that could be monetized. Yeah, yeah. But they don't. Yeah, I mean, it's, you're, you're right. I mean, there's so much musical heritage in this area. Um, but, you know, you've got the great little Eel Pie Island Museum, which is great. Yeah, Don was, Don, Don was a, I think, a trustee or president of that yeah. or something like that. He was very involved with that. Yeah. He was recently on the Antiques Roadshow. Oh, really? Um, he brought along, yeah, I, I, after he died, but obviously recorded before he died, um, he brought along some of the artefacts, you know, things that have been early stuff on the stones and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So it was lovely to see him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve, if I showed you Hotham Hall, no. it's literally 400 yards from here. And that okay. is where Pete Townsend saw Keith Richards doing a windmill. Oh, and, really? And and got the idea. He nicked oh. it. It's now flat. Oh. But it, I'll show you later. It's. Uh, oh, I didn't know that either. That's fantastic. Well, we'll we'll, we'll have to go and have a little musical mystery Look tour Look at Hotham Hall. H O T H A A M. It's great. Well, I would also recommend everybody if you're down in Putney for this for the Half Moon show on August the 21st, if you've got time. Have a look at the Old Pie Island Museum and, um, you and know, the after show is at Rob Green's house. <laughs> oh, yeah, the after show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that really is uh, it's fantastic to, to hear that track, and uh, so really honoured to, to be able to play that for you. And uh, I actually talking about Bruce Brand, and obviously he's in the, the Milkshakes and many other bands as well. I saw Bruce in Brighton on Saturday night with the Masonics, who are going to be playing at the charity show on August the twenty-first. It was great to see the Masonics again put on a great show as always and um, I think we should have a little track from the Masonics now to get us in the mood for August the 21st yeah so I'm going to go for When You Cry At Night oh th that would have been my suggestion great yeah. well this is for Megan and you Rob <laughs>
Sonics, that was When You Cry At Night, taken from their Empty Shell of a Man EP, and so they'll be on the bill at the Don Crane Charity Show at the Half Moon Putney on August the 21st, along with um, my two special guests from The Fallen Leaves, Buddy and Rob, and one of the songs, one of my favourite of your more recent tracks was the single that you released, Green Eyes FC, which I understand you'll be re-recording for the, for the new album. Um, I think we should... Uh, have a little play of the vinyl single version. No relation, version. no relation to get over you by the undertones. No. See if you can spot it. This is the Fallen Leaves and Green Eyes FC. Oh, 
single version, um, Dry the Fallen Leaves, which is being re-recorded for your upcoming album. Have you got a new title in mind for the record yet? Oh, Ooh, oh no. no, no, it's not top secret. There's we just don't have a title. Anymore. There's a few working titles <laughs> yeah. by yeah. Jove. Yeah. Um, but there are going to be a couple of surprises. The two or three tracks that you will be surprised are The Fallen Leaves. They're mm. so different. They're going to knock your socks off, Steve. What, have you gone like rap? <laughs> Belgian house or something? It's, no. more, it's more sort of reggae slash calypso style. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, it's definitely not that. Yeah. I think it's a bit like what John Peel said about The Fall when he said, they're always different and always the same. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like that. You, that, yeah. you know, it's... It's 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 clearly gonna you know you'll know it's the fallen leaves, but some of the song structures are a bit different. Yeah. But that's not that's not a deliberate choice to be different. Mm. And I always find it a bit difficult talking about how the songs come about because people say you know how do, how are they written? Well, they're not even written in the sense of you know anything written down uh, except for the lyrics, which usually come last of all. So you know it's a pretty, what what often happens is that I will hear. This is not always the case, but I will hear uh, a song by somebody else and I like the riff and then I'll try and play that. And then because I'm a very poor guitar player, I can't play it and I'll come up with something else. <laughs> so, you know, I just think that music is always reinventing itself, but in a way staying, particularly in beat music, it basically it's the same formula, but there is... You know, there's a there's a thousand, ten thousand songs you could write with the same chord structures. In fact, there have been tens of thousands. But of songs. you've written ten thousand. We've <laughs> we've written numerous songs with the same chord structure, but yeah. played in a different order. Yeah. But the really difficult thing I think about producing songs, and I don't think you can be taught this, is can you put a melody over the top of it? Yeah. And that's why sometimes technically really really good guitar players are no good at writing songs. Because if you, you know, if you played, I don't know, a New York Dolls song to a really good guitar player and said, can you play that? They're going to play it straight away. Right. If, if I hear a New York Dolls song, I think, oh, that's good. And I play it, I'm going to play something different. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's often how it works. But we do also put in deliberate homages to, to things like when we did the podcast with you a long time ago and we talked about the song Is She Somewhere? And we deliberately put in a Who reference at the end where Rob in the studio said... Uh, I saw you. Now that's yeah. a deliberate reference to the Who, and yeah. you know yeah. we, we often have those little things in songs, and sometimes yeah. people pick up on them, and sometimes they don't, which is fine. We don't do it for them anyway; we do it for us. Yeah, but that's the night. I think music fans like that sort of thing, don't they? You know. Oh, there'll be a few more Who references on oh, this really? album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I think, I think, I think real music fans like that sort of reference points that they can pick up on. You know, it's always good fun. It's, it's like it's a nod to the past, but you're not. You know, it's just doing it in a different way with a sort of with a bit of humour. Well, I think Billy summed it up once when he, he was doing a rather ill-tempered interview with an interviewer. I don't think he really understood him. And the interviewer said to him, well, that's not very original, Billy, is it? And Billy lost his temper. But he said, of course it's not original. It's not supposed to be original. He said, but what it is, is authentic. Yeah, that's true. And I think, you know, that's a pretty fair comment, I think. Yeah. Well, I must say it's been fantastic having you both here. Um, thank you. Thanks for the invite, Steve. It's uh, yeah. always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. And it's always a particular pleasure to be talking to people who do it for the love, which I know you do. Because God knows no one's going to pay you for this. <laughs> Aren't you? You haven't got my invoice yet. <laughs> yeah, well, as I said, lots going on. Um, so keep a check on retromanblog.com um, where you can keep up um, on all the news, on all the gigs I've been to recently. And uh, I've got a few podcasts on the go as well at the moment, so look out for those. And I'd just like to say thank you very much to Buddy. You're welcome. 
And Rob, thank you very much. You're welcome, Steve. It's a pleasure to see you as always. Yeah, and don't forget, check out retromanblog.com and I'll put links to all the, the gigs that, um, that... And I'll put links to the charity show on the, on the 21st of August, uh, the Don Crane tribute and charity show. It's a tribute to his music as well. And uh, it's going to be great. Uh, and to play us out, talking of sort of like... Um, 60s bands I think tended to get overlooked. Um, I went to see Love Revisited at the Garage oh, yeah. in London um, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, which features Johnny Eccles, the original Love guitarist, um, and it was one of those really magical moments. You know, he's got a, the band Baby Lemonade are playing um, playing with him. You know, who actually played with Arthur Lee before Arthur Lee passed away, and they did the Forever Changes concert. So the band are on form, you know, they're, they're fantastic. And there was just one of those special nights of music where everyone was there. They played all the Forever Changes and yeah. all, a pick of all their sort of best songs as well. And one of my favourites actually wasn't from Forever Changes. It was She Comes in Colours from Da Capo and I think we're going to play out on that. So thanks for listening, everybody. This is Love and She Comes in Colours. A thought in my head, I think. Of something to do Expressions tell everything I see one on you Whoa, 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 whoa My love, she comes in colors You can tell her From the clothes she wears When I was invisible I needed no light saw right through me, you said, was I out of sight? Whoa, 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 my love, she comes in colors, you can tell her from the clothes she down